You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. The Bible says that Jesus is the hope of all glory. Discover more about this truth in this all-weather week two message by Pastor Andreas Raharjo. So this morning I will preach in English. It means Indonesian English. So there are so many kinds of English. Indonesian English, you have Taklish, Tagalog English. So Singlish, Singaporean English. So every time I preach in English, I speak slower, much, much slower than I preach in Indonesian. Of course. But uh, there is two advantages if I preach in English. First, because it's slower, you learn to learn about patience. Number one. And the second thing is, if I preach in English, I, I think first before I speak. That's, that's the most important thing. So if I speak in English, and I talk first before, and then I think. So... Nice to have you here. Just consider this is a dining room. I think everybody relax. Tell them next to you, relax. You are so tense. It seems that I cannot finish the sermon because maybe I don't know the English word. So let's pretend. If I tell jokes and you don't understand my English, please, please laugh anyway. Okay. I don't know the, that the... The big theme is all weather. I don't know. Uh, because Pastor Ariel didn't say anything about weather. He, he emailed me the, 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 I mean the text from Philippines. He says about the glory of Christ. But we talk about weather a little bit. So. Okay, I will read it to you. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 until 10. Philippians 3, verse 1. Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. This is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. Every pastor knows that repeating the message is very important to the congregation. So, Apostle Paul will write it again and again. And it is a safeguard for you. Verse 2. Watch out for those gods, those men who do evil those mutilators of flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. And verse 4 said that, Though I myself have reason for such confidence, if anyone else thinks that he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Verse 5 circumcised on eight days of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrews of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for seal, persecuting the church as for a legalistic righteousness, faultless. Verse 7, 
But whatever was to my profit, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Verse 9, And be found in Him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. And the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. And the last verse, let's read it together. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His suffering, becoming like Him in His death. So, my decision is this. This morning, I, I would be swamped. Um, I have rules in public speaking. I have principles in public speaking. If you preach good sermon and a long one, there is no pardon for you. People will hate you. You preach a good sermon and a long one, people will hate you. That's the first principle. The second principle, you, uh, uh, no man end up. If you preach the best sermon, I think, and a long one, people will hate If you preach a good sermon and a long one, people will be criticized. This pastor, this preacher, preached a good sermon, but it's too long. It's time to shock. We are in the mall. So this is the second principle. If you preach um, like a bad, uh, bad sermon, but a short one, No systematic. He preached to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. But he preached short sermon. And then if you preach good sermon and a short one, you will be invited again. So, so at least I'm forgiven. So that's, you know that. Now, let's see the, the, the background of the Philippian church. The church of the Philippian church is a growing church. The church at Philippi seems growing, flourishing, but somehow the Judaizers start to creep in the church and they bring a bad influence in the church. Now, who is the Judaizer? The Judaizer is a people who love the law. They love the law and they devote themselves to the law. They spend a, a great time to observe the law and doing the law until they're very, very proud with the law. And then, and if you are devoted to something, then you measure everything. Like Judah said, they measure everything with the law. And the bad thing is, they measure also the salvation of Jesus Christ with the law. The truth is, the salvation in Jesus Christ is complete. We don't need to act uh, by doing the law. So, when Judaizers creep in the church, they bring a lot of wrong theologies. So, this always happens in the church. 
Some people treat images and drink a negative influence. Let's ask ourselves. You join the church, you bring a good influence to the church or a bad influence. In my country, in my city, in my church, there are always the people specially anointed to disturb the past. That's, that's in my city. I don't know within Manila and Alabama, I don't know. But I, I believe that there is none of you like that. So it's only in my city. So the Judaizers, they could not accept the fact that their effort in observing and doing the law could not bring them closer to salvation. That's why they forced the Gentiles to follow the Old Testament Jewish law to complete their salvation such as circumcision. They forced the Gentiles and they said that salvation is not complete without circumcision. That's the problem. And this problem is also not in the Philippine church, but it's also in the Galatian church. And then Galatians 6 verse 12 said that those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. And the verse 13 says, Not even those who are circumcised obey the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your Christ. It's a common problem in the church at that time. The Philippine church, the Galatian church, and the church in Rome is also facing the influence of Judaism. If we think again, this is, this is normal. If you are devoted to something, you just tend to measure everything with, with the one you love, with something you love. If you are a good cook, and you join this church, and this church has been growing and flourishing, this is a good church. But from your point of view, this church is lacking one problem. Cooking cooking. Because you are a good cook. You know what I mean? If you are expert in soccer, this is a beautiful church. But if you are a soccer player and a good soccer player, you think it's, it's not perfect church. Because the youth program didn't have soccer program. So you measure everything. Uh, with you, with what you are devoted to, it's normal. Judaism is also the people who devoted to the law. If you like to play golf, who play golf in this room? Are there any golfers here? Think it will happen. I play golf. My heart is playing golf. I've been golf since I was seven years of age. Why? Because there is only find good sports in heaven. Facing and golf. Fishing because the Jesus disciple. They are officials, right? Who love facing here? Oh, you go to heaven, sir. But golf is more difficult. 
Psalms 23 said that he leadeth me to a still waters and green pasture. What is that? How do you interpret that? Thy rod and thy club. What club is that? Driver, wedge, or and the last person, Psalm 26 said that the last, uh, from the modern English translation, it, it says like this, and I shall dwell in the clubhouse forever. <laughs> I love God. Good for pastors. Yeah. When you hit the ball, you hit it. Well, I, I, I don't know. It's about God. But if you are expert in golf, and you see this perfect church, but love God very much. You see that this church is not perfect until God becomes now we're part of sport in the three church. So this is normal. So you guys But the truth is salvation is complete in Jesus Christ. That's the truth. The truth is when we believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior, when we believe that His death on the cross has come sin. And from our we don't need to have a shorter program. We don't need to have fishing, not golf. It's complete. We believe it, that settles it. That's complete. Sit to the person next to you. Our salvation is complete in Jesus Christ. Our salvation is complete in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The purpose of Paul's writing in the Philippine church is to warn the church of the wrong teaching and bring them back to the most important foundation of the Christian life, which, which is Christ himself. That's Christianity is all about. Christianity. It's different with religion. Religion is our effort to reach God. Christianity is about God. Everything is about God. It's His effort to reach us. And then to, to bring them back to the Christ center living. This is Christianity. The first step is having faith in Jesus Christ. But the process of a growing faith is it's the process that I might increase and Christ might, might increase in our lives. This is the process. This is the truth. So Paul tried to warn and to remind the Philippine church that the, the most important foundation in Christian life is, is Christ himself. There are three important points in Paul's writing. The first one human achievement of Christ's achievement. Philippians chapter 3 verse 4 to 6 it says, Though I myself have reason for such confidence, if anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more, says Paul. Verse 5 it's circumcised on the eight days of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrews of Hebrews, and Richard to the law of Pharisee, Persecuting as for seal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. What Paul is saying is, we must not boast 
of our achievement. We must not lose of our pretension. What Paul was saying that was, no matter how impressive is your achievement, your pretension, they could not turn into a life. Salvation in Jesus Christ is complete. Paul based his salvation, not his, not his own credential or his own achievement. No. He based his salvation on Christ's achievement, on Christ's credential. This is salvation is all about. And the second point is self-centered or Christ-centered. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 says that, but what Whatever was to my prophet, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. Verse 8. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake uh, I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I might gain Christ and first time and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. So before Paul became a great apostle, he was a persecutor. His name at that time is Saul. He's the one who persecuted the Christians and put them in jail. But when he met Jesus Christ, his life was totally changed. After the encounter, self-centered Paul become a Christ-centered Paul. That is the changes. The best transformation. We call it transformation. Salvation is about transformation. You become a better person. That's all about performance. And the third one is performance or knowing Christ. First then, let's, let's read together this verse. I like this verse. I want to know Christ and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. Because now Paul was Christ-oriented life. All what he longs to have is knowing Christ. Let me summarize this. We have two kinds of life, a self-centered life or a Christ-centered life. If you have a self-centered life, you are looking for a success. This is the difference. But if you have a Christ-centered life, you seek significance. It's not only a success. Young people is craving for success. But we need to be careful that we Everything is for us. We need to have a Christ-centered life. We have to look for significance. Self-centered life. We long to have more wealth. But the Christ-centered life. We want to be more generous in our life. We are blessed to become a blessing to us. Amen. Self-centered life 
long for a chip, but Christ sent the light. Long to serve others. Two different things. Self-centered life is all about status. It's all about reputation. If somebody said bad things about us, we are easily upset. We are so sensitive. But Christ-centered life is about relationship. Paul said, one thing I really want to know Christ, to know Christ. It's about relationship. Christianity is not about religion. The first one is about relationship. Loving your God with all your heart. Loving the other people as you love yourself. It's about relationship. It's not about religion. When Adam sinned, God said, well, Adam, where are you? God didn't say, what have you done? It's about relationship. Now, I will share with you my experience. The year of 1993 is the darkest year in my life. 1993. Long time ago. Because my mentor, my senior pastor, died. Why is the darkest time in my life? Because he is a well-known evangelist in the country. And I'm the associate pastor at that time. He is my, my senior pastor. He is the first person in Indonesia who preached in the national stadium in front of 150,000 people. He's a well, he can preach in fluent English because he spent a long time in the United States. He can preach in Tagalog also because he spent time in the first missionary trip in the Philippines. He's a composer. He played the bass and he played the keyboard. He's a musician and he's a great preacher. I only play God. That's it. In 19... That's it. That's it. We'll bring you to heaven. So. And 1993, he got a stroke and he died in, uh, on December 17th, 1993. And I had to replace him as senior pastor. I don't have a lot of experience. At that time, I still learning to preach. I'm young, maybe handsome, maybe, I don't know, but compared with my senior pastor, I'm nothing. And I have to preach. Can you imagine? I was so insecure at that time. I was, I was so depressed. But I have to be able to preach. This is my effort. So every Saturday, if I, I have to prepare my sermon, it is if we can just Saturday night fever. I got a fever. I was so depressed. I was so intimidated. Because 
I'm afraid what other people say about me. I can, I, I could not take it if other people say, if it is good, it's not a good lifestyle. No future for me. So I'm, I'm fighting. And the victim is my wife and husband. And it's a small multitude. Very upset. Can you understand? I'm still preparing my sermon. It's very important to place all the congregation and you disturb with all the noise. Four years the experience from the insecure husband. But uh, after several years learning how to preach well, which is good. But the problem is without my I realize I become a self-centered person. Any critics, any critics walk with this to my sermon or my my decision can bring people out of the church. I, at the time I said, this is my game. My game is not only pastor. My game is casting out demons. <laughs> so, this, that's what I said. That's my excuse. But I'm become a self-centered person. not convenient to be led by a self-centered husband. It is not convenient to let by a self-centered pastor. It is not convenient to let by a self-centered boss. Why? Because you think it's the always right and other people's fault. But the church is growing. That's the problem. But God sees from a different angle that I have endangered the church with a self-centered life. So he, God brought into my life a problem that I cannot solve. If it is a preaching problem, then you can learn to preach better, right? But there's another problem in this life that I cannot solve. And the problem was a problem with my son. When my son, the first son is born, I had a difficulty in communicating. His motoric was very weak. Everything he told me dropped. He cannot communicate until four years. Waiting week, we hide this problem from, from the congregation because I was so afraid that I am very sensitive uh, to what other people say about my family. You know what I say? Okay, my dad was a doctor, medical doctor, my wife was a dentist, my brother was a radiologist. We are a doctor's family. And every one of them said that you need to bring yourself to a specialist. It's not normal. 
Not speak, you cannot communicate, you cannot use scissors. It's very weak. You will be okay, says the prophet. It's easy to talk. And the prophet God, that's a prophet, prophetic ministry. The easiest thing just to talk. <laughs> prophet. But we are the one who of the problem daily. At that time, me and my wife made a decision to surrender our son. It's not our son. It's his We pray every day. We lay hands on him. Every time. Remember, he will be open. My wife took him to the piano lesson to strengthen all strong enough to push the keys, all the keys. I bought him a keyboard so that he might be able to push me. And my wife, I still remember my wife helping him push everything. That he might be able to press the keys in the keyboard. Once after once,
This video was taken four years ago. It was very strong flavor, and at that time, he said to me that I want to do some And very soon after, he is now studying in Portland State University for classical piano. This is what I learned. try to believe that. When we try to make decisions to have a Christ-centered when we are open to the work of the Holy Spirit, and when the process begins that I might be Christ might be miracle to us. Because miracles not belong to us. It's only that can do great things. Amen. Amen. The Pastor Ariel said about the storm of love. The purpose God Jesus brought us a storm of love. Because he wants to pull you out from the south side of life. So that you can have a Christ-centered life. And when you have a Christ-centered life, you will see amazing things. God so, all men, all men, waterproof Christians, hot, hotter, hottest, no problem. Because it is not us anymore. If you see my son, it's not even too long. I can respect it. Amen. Amen. There are things in your life you can make it better. You cannot make it better. Some area you can make it better. But there are some areas you cannot. You cannot make your husband better. It's already the best year. Christ can make you wife. Christ can make you you were inspired by that message. Find out how you can apply biblical truths and principles in your day-to-day life by joining a Victory Group today. Visit our concierge for more information or just log on to www.victoryalabang.org. Thank you and stay connected.